This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Our political analyst this evening is Professor Mkewi Sindlechana, and we are speaking, of course, looking at these allegations that are continuing to come up, things coming from the weekend that are talking about COVID-19. Prof, good evening. Welcome. Uh, good evening, Amla. Good evening. Good evening. Good to have you as always. Mm, same here. Yeah. Uh, so... Over the the weekend, the president announced the move from level three of the lockdown to level uh, two, which will wake up having that in effect tomorrow. And the considerations, therefore, and he says that much that it was the, of course, to balance livelihoods and and lives. They need to save lives. But what is your take generally on the move and the sectors that have now been reopened? Um, Well, it was it was a long time coming. in fact, some people thought that it should have happened a lot earlier uh, because there's been a huge outcry about the impact, the negative impact of the lockdown on the economy. Mm. Um, we heard that in the first three months of the lockdown, uh, almost three million people uh, lost their livelihoods. Mm. Um, with that, obviously, increases the level of poverty. And so... Uh, you know, there have been a lot of complaints, uh, taverns, um, restaurants have been very vocal. Uh, you know, so the president, I guess, was always under pressure mm. to open up the economy. Of course, he couldn't do that. He couldn't justify doing that when uh, we had, we were at a peak in terms of the rate of infections. Uh, and now, with the infection having gone down, I think we're averaging about 3,000 or less infections now compared to 12, 13,000 a lot mm-hmm. earlier. So it, it was about the right time um, to open up. But uh, you see, this is a very tricky situation, Kamola, mm-hmm. that is going to be with us for a while. Yes. Um, because, you know, it's a... It's a, it's a um, you can't please everybody equally uh, because people have different interest groups or other interests here. Um, on the one hand, the president has got to look at uh, reducing infections in order to avoid people dying. And and reducing infections means limiting movement. It means closing down uh, economic activity. Um, but at the same time, if you close economic activity, you are harming uh, people's livelihoods. Um, and when everyone is now celebrating that the South African measures have worked because we have lower rates of death, mm. even though we are fifth in terms of the number of infections globally, mm-hmm. but we have a relatively less number of deaths. So everyone is celebrating that that government has done well. Mm. But with the same breath, they will complain that the same government has harmed the economy. Yes. <laughs> you know, so so it's, not, it's a no-win situation. It's a very tough um, yeah. situation for the president. 
and when you say that, when we continue, I have also picked up that those that are questioning the very data that we're talking about, that we may be having less deaths. Some are saying this data has been cooked to prepare for this announcement that we just had, that things are not as they appear on data. But we'll talk about that when we continue. 22 minutes after 6 o'clock, progressive talk on Capricorn FM. We're talking here. And, and Prof, so I was saying, you've had these reports about people saying this data may be manipulated, but you've also seen political parties that have re- reacted to the president's announcement, the EFF saying they do not agree with the, the, the change to lockdown level two, the Democratic Alliance saying it came a little bit too late, things have already been damaged. What is your take even on the reaction of political parties? Well, I mean, as I said, um, well, obviously, opposition parties are always looking at making uh, political capital. Mm. Um, they don't have the responsibility of taking decisions as government because they are not government. They are not in charge. So they can escape capability. They can say anything that makes them, that puts them in a in a good light without taking responsibility for whatever consequences or what needs to be done. So, um, I mean, the same thing with the TA. Um, the TA, Cape Town was bad. Um I mean, if you look, for instance, at they were they were complaining over the ban on alcohol, especially because the Western Cape is a massive wine industry. One can understand that, uh, but with the same breath, you you would have heard uh, concerns from the from doctors um, that as soon as you have huge, you allow people to consume alcohol over weekends, you have a number of um, traumas, mm. alcohol-induced accidents that clog the ICU, for instance, you know, so they can't provide, they take over beds that should be used by, you know, um, COVID cases and all that. Yes. And then even now, some of, I heard this morning, there was a doctor at uh, one of the radios was complaining mm. that they are now going to face serious problems because people are going to start drinking irresponsibly. Now you'll have more accidents, and the next thing, it complicates their case. So, yes, as I said, people look at this thing from, from their own um, interest, and you can't satisfy everybody. Mm. And on the other end, talking about satisfying everybody, and there was criticism on the president that he makes such attempts, apparently. But I've read over the weekend that uh, the president said he wanted to see major milestones in dealing with cases and investigating corruption or alleged corruption and things like that. That is very important. And how is that very important in terms of political capital for the president, where the president is, the pressures that are there and the costs that are being made to see accountability? Well, I mean, it's, it's it's quite important, Mamla. It's very important um, because he is the president who promised us a different uh, future, a different South Africa, a new way of doing things, that we were going to see a renewal, ethical leadership, um, value-based leadership, and, uh, you know, prioritizing public service, public good over self-interest. That's what he promised us. Mm. Um, and we haven't seen that. In fact, we have seen the opposite. I mean, it's quite shocking yeah. that at the height of the Zondo Commission, where Zondo is uncovering commission, I mean, corruption of the last 10 years or so. Mm. And whilst we are still shocked at that corruption, and now people are just plundering. Yeah. 
you know so so then that 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 should be worrying mm. for the president or for whoever wishes the president well that it doesn't look like uh, people in the ANC share the president's vision of of ethical leadership. They want to steal, and they are stealing, mm. right? Um, so, so the president then wants to reassure us in in insisting on agency to deal with corruption. He wants to reassure us that he is still the person who promised us steal leadership, and mm. he will pursue that. So, mm. it's important for his own credibility. So, you know so that we know that he has the power to get what he wants to get done. Mm, if mm. there are no prosecution and yet we hear of corruption, then we say, well, this guy is a lame duck. He, you know, he talks a big game, but he's not delivering. Mm, mm. All right. And, and while you're talking about talking a big game, so you would have picked up over the weekend, reports also suggested, of course, this is true as well, that uh, numerous times has indicated he would go to the Maragana area and engage with communities there uh, to the extent, some are saying, of apologizing for what has happened. But I've read also that some are saying that there's been legal communication and to that end that uh, perhaps there's no necessary need for him to be apologizing and what has happened there with the commemoration over the weekend that issue comes up and many are saying maybe that remains an issue a dark cloud perhaps hanging around him how, how important is that issue for him to deal with it and how would it help him in in, in dealing with such uh, such a case well the apology uh, the killing of of mine workers unarmed mine workers by by the police is unforgivable and and is it is inexcusable. Mm-hmm. Um, they shouldn't have done that. Uh, at the same time, though, so it's, so it's quite unfortunate and should forever be condemned for the brutality that it is. But it's a bit tricky to have Cyril Ramaphosa apologize mm-hmm. uh, for the police acting in the way that it did because he was not in charge of the police. He didn't pull the trigger. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, how do you say you should take personal responsibility? Yes, of course, he did call for the police um, to act uh, because there was already a violent situation. People had been killed. Was he saying uh, the police should be sent after minors to kill them? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think the findings uh, of the report say that. No, they do so, not. Yeah, so it's a bit tricky for him then to say he apologizes because it would mean that he's taking personal responsibility when in fact his role mm. was not such. did not mean that he was personally responsible for the killings. And I wonder perhaps that the delay if it's a delay or the absence of an apology despite the expectation could stem from the fact that if he was to make an apology and therefore for some easily claim personal responsibility litigation immediately follows there well i don't know um i mean if if anyone was looking for serious grounds to litigate the report the findings of the report Mm. should provide one. I don't think an apology on its own, if it ever comes up, which I doubt, will be sufficient uh, ground for for litigation. Mm. Uh, if one is looking for something to litigate on, it's the report. Mm. Does the report give you sufficient evidence to pursue? I, I don't know. I don't think so. Hence, you haven't had any litigation so far. Yes. But of course, the state has... has uh, 
committed itself to providing uh, relief mm, mm. Uh, to to the family of the of the deceased, and I'm not sure about those who were injured. And I also don't know how many of the promised relief has been provided to the intended beneficiaries. So that's why travesty still continues to linger on. Mm, mm. Um, that you know there must be compensation because those people were, were killed unfairly, and those who pull the trigger, you know. Should be should be prosecuted. Um, uh, I mean, in some cases, the reports said it was poor training; they panicked. But in others, you could see that there was willful killing. How do you shoot people who are running from you? Mm. Uh, some of them were shot lying on the ground. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. very very dastly uh, acts there. Thank you very much, Prof. I appreciate your time as always. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit CapricornFM.co.za.